1: Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash That's rocketmoney.com slash rocketmoney.com slash
2: This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Just visit audible.com slash or text Wondery Pod to 500 500. That's audible.com slash Wondery Pod or text WonderyPod to 500
3: 500. Tonight, as we come on the air, our new reporting on Donald Trump and his alleged attempt to interfere with the January 6th investigation. And the former president saying he's made a decision about whether he'll run again in 2024. New details tonight about former President Trump's attempts to take back the White House as we hear new leaked audio of Steve Bannon laying out then-President Trump's plan to contest the 2020 election. Plus, Ivana Trump, the former president's first wife, dies at the age of 73. The abortion case gaining international attention. Tonight, why an Indiana doctor is under investigation after performing the procedure on a 10-year-old rape victim. Massive cleanup, homes damaged or destroyed. The news tonight about the 44 people unaccounted for, a report from the flooded Virginia County. Deadly attack on civilians. More than 20 are killed in Ukraine, including children after a Russian missile strike. Inflation's impact. CBS's Adriana Diaz introduces us to a family being forced to choose between groceries and their 15-year-old's cancer treatment. And meet Vinnie Duke, the three-year-old walker-hound therapy dog, helping heal heartbreak.
2: This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the
0: nation's capital.
3: Good evening and thank you for joining us on this Thursday night. One week from now, the January 6th committee will hold a primetime hearing with what lawmakers promise will include never-before-seen evidence that they say proves Donald Trump's culpability in the assault on the U.S. Capitol. And explains what he was doing for three hours as the symbol of democracy was ransacked. Well, tonight, we have new reporting on which witness the former president allegedly tried to call recently, raising questions about witness tampering. And just as the investigation is zeroing in on Donald Trump himself, he... He may be trying to distract by letting it be known that he's made a decision about whether or not he'll run for the White House again in 2024. And then there's this bombshell we're just learning about. Members of the Secret Service may have erased messages from January 5th and January 6th. That's according to the Department of Homeland Security. So we have a lot of news to get to tonight. And CBS's Scott McFarland is going to start us off from Capitol Hill. Good evening, Scott.
4: Nora, good evening, as the committee sets its sights on the next phase of its investigation, what it calls dereliction of duty by former President Trump, they're accusing Trump of interfering with the investigation, even as Trump talks about a big announcement of his own. With revelations from the January 6th committee hearings frustrating Donald Trump, the former president is accused of tampering with a potential witness. CBS News has confirmed that individual who was sharing information with the committee was a White House employee the individual didn't take the call and was concerned, given he or she didn't routinely communicate with Mr. Trump.
5: We will take any
6: effort to influence witness testimony very seriously.
4: The committee says the call came soon after the blockbuster hearing featuring former Trump White House aide Cassidy Hutchinson, in which Hutchinson testified Trump wanted to join the mob at the Capitol January 6th.
7: We were watching the Capitol building get defaced over a lie.
4: The individual Trump call was potentially prepared to corroborate parts of Hutchinson's testimony. It's the latest in a series of accusations of possible witness tampering. Are you all concerned about the safety of these witnesses? We are
0: absolutely concerned about the safety of our witnesses and their safety is our paramount interest. So uh, we're gonna do everything we can to protect them. We're gonna refer to the Justice Department any information we have about anyone trying to influence or intimidate a witness.
4: The committee says it's still interested in hearing from former Trump White House advisor Steve Bannon. In newly released audio from just before Election Day 2020, Bannon is heard predicting Trump would claim victory no matter what.
5: He's just going to say he's a winner. That's our strategy. He's going to claim himself a winner. So when you wake up
4: Wednesday morning, it's going to be a firestorm. In court in Washington today, Bannon's lawyers asked to delay his criminal trial for contempt of Congress for snubbing the January 6th committee, saying the publicity of that leaked audio and the committee's public hearings would inflame the jury. The judge disagreed and ordered jury selection begin Monday morning. The committee hasn't ruled out deposing Trump or former Vice President Pence. Meanwhile, in a new interview, Trump leans into a possible run for the White House, saying, quote, in my mind, I've already made that decision. Nora.
3: All right, Scott McFarland, thank you. And for more on that possible 2024 run, let's bring in CBS Chief Election and Campaign Correspondent Robert Costa. I know you've been talking to your sources. What's Donald Trump up to?
5: People around the former president, donors, say he's been long leaning into a summer announcement, but now looking more like a fall announcement, possibly September. That's on everybody's radar inside his inner circle. The reason here is he wants to freeze the Republican field for 2024, in particular Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, who's making moves and has become a favorite of the base.
3: I mean, we haven't even had the midterms yet. I mean, is this serious or is this Donald Trump just trying to once again exert himself?
5: Talking to his advisors and his friends, he's itching to get back in. He's bored in Florida playing golf, and he's frustrated with the January 6th committee and all the other investigations of him. He wants to define himself, use his political capital to get in early. This would be highly unusual historically. Think about President Carter, President George H.W. Bush. When they were defeated after one term, they went home. Trump wants a comeback.
3: Barbara Costa, thank you. And we got word this afternoon that Ivana Trump, the first wife of Donald Trump and the mother of his three eldest children, has died in New York City. Two people familiar with the matter tell the Associated Press that police are investigating whether Trump fell down the stairs, and they believe her death was accidental. Her youngest son, Eric, and his wife were spotted leaving her home shortly after the news of her death. That was just today. She was 73 years old. Turning now to the abortion case that has gained international attention after a 10-year-old rape victim from Ohio was taken to Indiana for the procedure. Here's CBS's Elaine Cajano.
6: Tonight, Indiana's Republican Attorney General Todd Rokita told CBS News that his office is investigating whether Dr. Caitlin Bernard, a local OBGYN physician, followed state law, which requires her to report that she performed an abortion on a 10-year-old girl who was a victim of rape. The girl traveled from Ohio, where most abortions are illegal, once there is cardiac activity, usually at six weeks. Yesterday, Dr. Bernard tweeted... My heart breaks for all survivors of sexual assault and abuse. I am so sad that our country is failing them. Elizabeth Nash works for an abortion rights group that the best thing for a sexual assault survivor who needs an abortion is not an abortion ban. Since the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade, Ohio is one of at least nine states which make no exceptions for rape or incest. In Indiana, abortions are still legal up to 22 weeks. How concerned are physicians now about potentially being in legal jeopardy. Well, they're incredibly concerned because more than anything, providers want to provide care. The girl's case sparked international attention after President Biden made reference to it as he signed an executive order to protect access to abortions. Ten years old,
2: raped, six weeks pregnant, already traumatized, was forced to travel to another state.
6: Yesterday, 27-year-old Gerson Fuentes was arraigned in Ohio for allegedly raping the girl. Tonight, the Indiana doctor's lawyer released a statement saying, quote, My client, Dr. Caitlin Bernard, took every appropriate and proper action in accordance with the law and both her medical and ethical training as a physician. She followed all relevant policies, procedures, and regulations in this case. The attorney says they are considering legal action to clear her name. Nora?
3: Elaine Cajano, thank you. We want to turn out of Virginia where the cleanup is underway in the rural southwestern part of the state after roaring floodwater separated families and knocked buildings off their foundations. There is good news tonight that all 44 people that were unaccounted for have been found. CBS's Christina Ruffini is in Buchanan County, Virginia. For
8: Deborah Brewster,
3: Dismal Creek lived up to its name. <laughs>
8: She and her husband Tommy moved into this house less than a year ago.
1: and go very slow.
8: Now thick black sludge covers her prized hardwood floors. <laughs> this was their car park. Powerful floodwaters damaged or washed away more than a hundred homes. This one into the middle of the road. Rob Reif and his wife bought this house after their honeymoon more than 40 years ago. Today, they're trying to salvage what's left.
9: neighbor's houses washing away we knew it was time to get out
8: with power out and no cell service for miles many families in this area had no way to contact their loved ones
9: we plan for the worst we hope for the best and once again that's been the case we've got all things are possible we'll put him first and we can uh, know that things will work out
8: but it's hard to feel blessed when the storm took everything you've got Nora, most people we spoke to here don't have flood insurance. They said it's simply too expensive. Those that did have it couldn't afford enough to cover all the damage that's happened. So without some assistance from the federal government or the state, most say they'll have to abandon their homes and go live somewhere else.
3: Hmm. Christina Rafini, thank you. Well, overseas, President Biden's trip to the Middle East continued today, where he received Israel's Medal of Honor. That is the country's highest civilian award. The president and Israeli Prime Minister Yair, Yair Lapid stood shoulder to shoulder to declare they would not allow Iran to become a nuclear power, but they disagree on how to prevent that from happening. CBS's Ed O'Keefe is traveling with the president. Good evening, Ed.
5: Good evening, Nora. While the president once again kept much of his focus today on Iran, attention's now shifting to his meeting scheduled for Friday with Saudi Arabia's Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman. The president on this trip, of course, hoping to find ways to drive down the price of oil by pushing Saudi and other producers to speed the flow of oil, but asking for that requires engaging the crown prince. Bin Salman is a controversial figure blamed by U.S. intelligence for ordering the killing of Washington Post columnist Jamal Khashoggi, a longtime critic of the Saudi royal family, and today, when asked, the president declined to say whether he would bring up Khashoggi's murder with Saudi leaders.
2: I will bring up, I always bring up human rights. I always bring up human rights. But my position on Khashoggi has been so clear. If anyone doesn't understand it in Saudi Arabia or anywhere else, then they haven't been around for a while.
5: Critics, including many in the Democratic Party, fault the president for making this trip and holding these meetings, pointing out that as a candidate, he faulted Saudi Arabia, saying he would try to isolate the country for Khashoggi's murder. But now as president, he says the U.S. must engage Saudi Arabia or risk losing influence in this region and having the vacuum filled by Russia and China. Nora.
3: Ed O'Keefe, thank you. Tonight, Ukraine is again accusing Russia of war crimes after a missile strike killed at least 23 civilians and wounded more than 100 others, including children. The assault happened in a part of the country that, until now, has been sparred from Russia's bombs. CBS's Holly Williams is there with graphic video of today's attack.
10: A little girl out in the sunshine on a summer's day. The same girl, according to a family friend, lying dead beside her stroller killed, says Ukraine, by a Russian cruise missile attack this morning. Stop. The explosions came out of a bright blue sky. Ukraine claims it was a deliberate assault on civilians. An office building pummeled, destroying a medical center and damaging a nearby residential area. Venezia is a small city. It's around 200 miles from the nearest front line. And before today, it had mainly been peaceful since the Russian invasion began but now its sense of security has been shattered. We interviewed Ukraine's defense minister just hours afterwards.
5: We had the war with the state of terrorists.
10: To be clear, you're calling the Russian military terrorists?
5: Yes, absolutely, I'm sure. They're using their weapon against civilian people, against the civilian facilities, against the hospitals.
10: It's possible the target was this building across the road, which is also severely damaged. We were inside it in March, interviewing officers from the Ukrainian Air Force. Uh, Air defence. Air
1: defence. It's air defence.
10: The defence minister didn't say whether modern air defence systems could have prevented today's bloodshed, but told us Ukraine needs them from the US
5: and its allies. We want the numbers which will cover our sky. That's it.
10: We've spent a lot of time here in Venezia during the war, and many people who've evacuated places closer to the front line have come here because it feels relatively secure. But the reality is that very few places here in Ukraine are now truly safe. Nora. Holly Williams, thank you. The highest
3: inflation rate in more than 40 years is pushing many Americans past their financial limits. In tonight's Eye on America, CBS's Adriana Diaz meets one family that's been forced to take out high-interest loans just to afford the gas they need to take their daughter for life-saving medical treatment.
7: 15-year-old Ginger Vincent's health depends on a key calculation.
3: Do we have enough gas to do it?
2: Because we got appointments on Wednesday, Appointments on Thursday. Ginger,
7: who lives for sports, was diagnosed with bone cancer more than a year ago.
9: The first thought that I had was, don't cry. I was in front of my parents and I wanted to be strong for them.
2: It's hard to see her like that. She was so healthy and vibrant. (sighs) Smart.
0: Just to see her wasting away in the bed.
7: Parents Keith and Annalisa Vincent have watched Ginger go through chemo and multiple surgeries, even lung surgery, just last week. Physical therapy, CT scan. Ginger's appointments, including physical therapy, are at times more than an hour away from her home in rural Indiana. With gas prices more than doubling in the past year, the family now spends more than $200 a week on gas money they don't have
6: let's pay the mortgage first let's pay the majority of the bills but the end of the day i said wait a minute we do not have money for gas
7: you've been in that situation oh Oh, yeah yeah.
6: so i end up like going to instant cash that's our best friend
7: right now instant cash instant cash those are short-term high-interest loans they need to afford transportation to ginger's appointments Thank you. They've cut back on groceries, a sacrifice not lost on their daughter.
9: Having to watch them, we have to pay this bill, we have to pay that, and I'm downstairs and I hear all of that, it just seems so
7: stressful and I just feel bad for them. The Vincents say they're keeping their eyes on what matters.
0: People have certain bickerings, everyday trials, oh, we rent, food, you know, but you kinda like work it out. Um, when you got cancer, That kind of stuff fades away.
5: We're not worried
6: about even though we can't afford certain things. The big
7: picture is her. For Eye on America, I'm Adriana Diaz in Monterey, Indiana.
3: Family is the most important thing. This spring, if
0: you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed.
3: Disgraced South Carolina attorney Alex Murdaugh was indicted today in the high-profile murders of his wife and son last year. Murdaugh had already been jailed on a slew of allegations, including staging his own shooting as part of a plot to have another son collect a $10 million life insurance payout. Murdoch was disbarred earlier this week. Murdoch is also suspected of being involved in the death of his housekeeper. Investigators say they're planning to exhume her body. Tonight, we return to the scene of a recent tragedy. The community of Highland Park, Illinois has come together in grief following last week's mass shooting and is now getting help from a special kind of police officer, one that's especially pettable. Here's CBS's Chris Van Cleve
9: heartbreak hangs heavy in highland park illinois for the lives lost and dozens hurt in last week's parade shooting but with the wag of a tail tears turn to smiles dogs can really absorb uh... sadness and the awful situations that people are going through doing that work is vinnie duke the three-year-old walker hound therapy dog joined the police department in march He holds us together when uh you know, in, in the times we needed. And the need has never been greater. He and his partners, officers Darren Graff and Michael Ledesky, were leading the 4th of July parade when the shots rang out.
0: This is our town. This is our community. We love these people, you know. And so to see this kind of thing happen to the town that we're, you know, sworn to protect is not something that uh, sits well.
9: Do you think he made a difference that day? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yes, he did bringing comfort to the community and the officers.
5: A simple pet, um, hanging out for a minute, kiss on the face, whatever he does, it can really just kind of shift your mood and shift your mindset. He likes seeing all the school kids.
9: Once a malnourished stray, Vinnie Duke is now helping his forever home find some peace. Chris Van Cleve, CBS News, Highland Park, Illinois.
3: That's a hard-working hound. We end tonight with the remarkable discovery of a hidden painting by Vincent van Gogh. It was found by x-ray behind another painting. The self-portrait shows the artist with the left ear that he later cut off. Rather than delete the selfie, van Gogh covered it up with cardboard. And that is tonight's CBS Evening News. A reminder, if you can't watch us live, set your DVR so you can watch us later. I'm Nora O'Donnell in the nation's capital. Good night.
0: If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey.
8: Look around. You can find cars like these on Autotrader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Autotrader, too.